radio check. Next artist is on A rig. Artist is on the way to the stage. Lighting, the artist is requesting we go door. Every great artist, great stage, great sound, and great visuals is a crew of men and women making it happen. Hear their stories. All right, what up, everybody? I'm Rocky. This is Brenda. And I'm Alex. And you've tuned in to Set Times. (laughs) Kirby is not here. Actually, (laughs) he was here. I'm going to talk about what happened. So, we started recording this episode and we were 40 minutes in. in. (laughs) And it crashed. So, round two. We apologize. To our guest. <laughs> so sorry, we have to do this again. No, yeah. I love it. But let's... Uh, Second time's try. Okay. Our next guest's name has been dropped repeatedly on the show because of the opportunity she gives everybody. Welcome to the show, the respected, the love, the incredible Haley Miller. Yay! Woo! Thank you. Thank you. That's so sweet. Second I love that intro. So let's do it. Let's do it. Again. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. Okay, so give us a little... Uh, uh, brief of what you do in the industry. Yeah, so I am the artist relations director for a few different festivals. Insomniac is my biggest client, and I do all of their larger festivals. And then I um, dabble with a few other clients like C3, Golden Voice uh, Production Club, and a few here and there. All right. And you do nothing but festivals. Yeah, that's it. Um, I used to advance for club shows way back in the day in addition to festivals, but now I just stick to festivals. Um, and mostly just the big ones. Just the big ones. Yeah. You like the challenge. I do. You like the that's... 100 things at once kind of thing. It's pretty sick, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you like the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the, some of the challenging things you have to deal with? Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of it is a cute little cocktail of like the people and just the physical challenges itself, such as sometimes, you know, staying awake and working for 22 hours a day. And then a lot of it is just kind of, you know, sometimes dealing with the people who are also working their ass off too. And it's really easy to get um, a little caught up in it for people to get a little grumpy. Yeah. When, <laughs> whenever you tell somebody you, you work from Somniac or you do whatever, they're probably like, oh my God, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. You're like, yeah, try working like 18 hours yeah. without a break and yeah. people still calling you while you're trying to t- get two hours of sleep. Like you said earlier, it's not glamorous. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not glamorous, but you know, it, I think all of us are in this just because of the community and the people that we've been so fortunate to have in our lives. And you love what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be a part of something so big is is rewarding. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to love it. It, it sort yeah. of becomes like your identity and takes up literally all of your time, and yeah, you have to love it. There's so I you know I work EDC every year, and it is taxing. It's long hours, and I would come back and be like, ah, oh, it's going to be my last EDC every year. And then it comes <laughs> back, and you're like, 
I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. But right after you're just like, ah, never yeah, again. Never again. Yeah, left I left it all out on the battlefield. Yeah. Did a good and job. Yeah, we're that's my corpse out there. But yeah. But it's that uh that dry it's I don't like know. The Grim Reaper. Yeah, it's great. Just, yeah. I love it. Love it. I love it. <laughs> the drive to it. What are some of the, the day in the life of what you like do? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of it is ag- aggressive emailing. Um, my what my primary job is is advancing. So essentially, like as soon as a lineup is booked, um, they get passed off to me from the talent buyer, and then I work with the operations teams from whatever promoter I'm working with. And a lot of it is just, you know, it starts from me asking a million questions to the operations director, and uh, the questions that I usually ask are related to me trying to predict whatever tour manager is going to ask and whatever tools that they need to succeed on site. So, you know, that that starts from like gathering their hotel info to credential pickup information to what platform are we, your software we're using for credentials and handling their guest list and, uh, you know, finding avenues for their transportation and their parking and just really all the info that they need to logistically get around on site and get to the show it it kind of goes flows through me it just sounds like way too many things for (laughs) one person you you have a team right yeah yeah yeah. luckily i have a team now i used to i used to really kind of bite off a lot and i didn't learn this until because i was with insomniac full-time for about six years and then in 2017 started my own business and branched out and i learned then that what i was doing by myself there's usually a team of like three people doing it so i started building larger teams and now i have people that either are on cc for my advances or just you know I, I definitely have help now but for a long time i was i was really out here advancing all of edc all 300 400 artists by myself which is wow. awesome i mean it's insane it was so it was it, 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 I got the job done, but it was so mentally and physically just yeah. absolutely taxing and not really fair either for for, you know, these artists deserve more attention. And, and yeah, it's hard. It's hard to give. Yeah. 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 If you have 300 artists. Yeah. And each of those email threads are 50 emails long, 70 emails long. You know, you times that times 300. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's just it was ridiculous. <laughs> so, so now that you have a team, do you like, OK, we got Coachella coming up. There's a team of people focusing on that and another team fo- or do you just everybody's focusing on everything that you have it's, under your yeah, belt? Yeah, it's usually everything focusing on everything at once. So I I I usually take on projects myself, you know, I'll I'll get a rate and take that project on myself and then hire on a team after that. So they're okay. all still paid for the promoter. I don't pay them through my business. <clears throat> Um, I still am able to like hire everyone through the promoter that I'm working with, but I build it out to where I know that they're helping me at least leading up to the show. And then, of course, on show days as well, which is, you know, to me, the most valuable and best part of my job is being able to offer incredible people jobs and, you know, building that community and, and surrounding myself with incredible people that do a really good job. Yeah, because you yeah. so many people have worked for you, with you. Mm-hmm. And now they've moved on, like you said, to bigger, better things. Yeah, and yeah. That's you've given so many people so many opportunities. Yeah, yeah. We said this Earlier. on the first <laughs> recording, but your name has been mentioned on this podcast I so much. It. Yeah, like, that's so awesome. I say half our guest. <laughs> like, you got so to talk to you. We're like, we got to get her on. We got to get on. And thanks to Sean. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Mm-hmm. you got us in touch. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it truly is. That is my favorite part about this. And, you know, kind of what we touched on before is I've been so fortunate to build an incredible community that has stuck with me for years and worked all these shows. And it's so bittersweet whenever they do leave because half the time they, they're leaving to go get better gigs and to, you know, make more money and do bigger things. But that is always a question. When I, when I have a team and when I'm meeting new people or even older people, I'll check in and be like, okay, so where do you want to go? Like, obviously this isn't the end all is artist relations. Like there's so much more beyond this. So where do you want to go? When do you want to get there? And how can I help you get there? And that is always the number one. That That's my number one motive is like, how can I get people to where they want to go? Even if they don't work for me, even if I just know them because maybe they're a friend of like, I, I I'm all about building people up and getting people where they want to go and and sometimes that's figuring out where they don't want to go too like it's I think that's just as valuable to figure out what you don't want to do as figuring out what you do and if I can help people do that then that's so amazing that's so amazing that you're willing to do that for everybody because so many people I don't know come in this industry it's always about me 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 yeah yeah how me so and it's so and I and I work with a lot of people that are like that that don't want to give up you know, someone good to someone else because they want them for themselves. And it's really, it's, and I don't blame them. Like, it's so easy to want to keep that consistency within your team. And it makes life 6,000 times easier when you're not hiring someone new and training someone new. Like, it's always going to be a better idea to keep those same people, you know, around you. And I do, I keep them with me as long as I can. But if they're presented with better opportunities, I never want them to feel like, you know, they're letting me down because they're leaving or whatever it is. I'm like, Hell yeah, go, go, grow. I'll suffer please. for a bit, but that's yeah, okay. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, since you're saying that you talk to people and you're like, "What's your next step? What do you want to do? Do you have a bigger step of what you want to do, or do you do you want to stay right here?" <sighs> that's like the billion dollar question. So, uh, <laughs> because low key every year, I'm like December thirty first of every year. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving this in my rearview mirror and I just can't stay away. Um, but if I weren't doing this, as ridiculous as it sounds, I one day maybe want to open up my own grocery store, like a package free oh, grocery wow. store, which I know it's like super oh, out of left field. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm really passionate about sustainability. That's kind of it's it's become more prevalent in my life over the last like five, six years as well. Um so if I weren't doing this long term, I want to open up a package free grocery store. What does that mean, package free? So it basically means you you bring jar like you bring empty jars, empty bags, and and you're able to grocery shop with, you know, you're able to grocery shop bulk items with your own packaging. So you're saving money, you're saving you know the environment uh, by using yeah saving the environment. And I think it it right now it's difficult, but if the long term like manufacturers save money distributors save money if you're shipping things in bulk and not packaging everything individually so i think that there's obviously so much like so many hurdles in order for us to operate that way but i i have full confidence that like package free grocery stores will be it will be a thing of our future are they doing that in europe or any other country there's definitely some countries that you know that do that and there's some here in la there's actually a couple um refillable grocery stores out here but it's it it needs to be more accessible at the end of the day like 
the ones that exist now, they're in cute little neighborhoods and they're kitschy little stores. But like, no, this shit needs to be accessible to everybody, everybody, mm-hmm. to everybody. So I'm down with that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So where did you come from? Where are you yeah. from originally? Well, I'm from a little village in Texas. It's called Rockdale. <laughs> it's it's a small town, like 5,000 people um, right outside of Austin, about an hour outside of Austin. So That's I did still crazy. have, yeah, 5,000 people. people. And that was like the biggest town in surrounding us <clears throat> was 5,000 people. Would you graduate with like twenty people? Like, is it something crazy? Yeah, we had like a hundred. Oh. <laughs> Come on, we're all a big right. city over here. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, but it, it was definitely one of those towns where everyone knows everything about everyone and their grandparents and their cousins. Um, so you did say a story about your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My dad used to camp out by the police scanner every night and just listen for my name on the radio, and unfortunately, heard it a couple times and. <laughs> Knew where I was and where to pick me up. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely from a really small town. Was grew up there till I was 18, and then went off to college in Lubbock, Texas, which is just another small town that's also in the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, and as I graduated from college a little bit early, and then really knew that I just wanted to get out of Texas and get away from everything that I ever knew. So I moved out to LA and I knew nobody and knew nothing and had no job. That's so crazy and <laughs> yeah. fascinating to me. Just get up and move from one city to the other, not knowing what, who, when, why, what, how. Yeah. That's so like so much courage. Yeah, yeah. Looking I, I wonder I mean, coming from a big city, I can never see just myself, and I, I'm pretty sure you feel this way. I can't see myself moving. Yeah away i wonder if that's because we're from a big city You're and so maybe accustomed to where you yeah we're so up. yeah probably and seeing and, and, growing and, and, up that's all i wanted to do yeah. <laughs> that's all i ever wanted every day afraid afraid too. like being ah oh, yeah. i don't know if i can take that i'm probably could but like oh, you do could. i want to like yes. and i don't blame you you have everything at everything your fingertips here, here. Yeah. you have everything yeah. here even and i <clears throat> i've i've lived here since 2012 but i moved back to austin in 2018 in like austin proper i lived in the very cute house, very cute neighborhood, but it still just didn't have everything that LA had and, 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 you know, what we had out here. So I moved back exactly a year after I moved to Austin. So I was there for a year, got to hang out with my nieces and all that fun stuff, but came back here a year after because you have everything here. Everything. Everything. And it's the best. Yeah. I can be in the mountains and then the desert yeah. and then the beach and then the city within hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's so amazing. And until recently, we had beautiful weather. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, now we don't. But someday, someday we will. <laughs> we need this weather, though. Yeah, as and everything's beautiful right it now. It is. It is. Like, I was driving back from, I had a site walk through in Indio for Coachella the other day. And driving back, I'm trying to think of where it is, but there's always that little pass where you go through those brown-ass, ugly-ass mountains. mountains. Up to 60. Yes. Then you yeah. have no service. But they were green. Really? They were green this time. And I was like, is Where this am I? real? Where am <laughs> I? I never, <laughs> yeah, I've done that drive a million times. And it's always brown, crusty mountains. But they were green. I promise. Really? All right. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, I think I was on the 134. And same thing. I'm going, God, why is... Like, I don't remember driving through here. But I've driven this, you know, freeway a hundred times. And I'm like, it's because everything's so green. It's green. Yeah. Everything's so green. Doesn't look, doesn't look familiar. Yeah. So how did you get into the industry? Yeah, so uh, I uh, 
Basically, there was a nocturnal wonderland coming to where I grew up in Rockdale, and I was in college at the time in Lubbock, which is like nine hours away. Um, but I had I had gone to an EDC Dallas. My friends had dragged me to an EDC Dallas one time, and I saw this kid. He was probably 15, 16 years old, and he was just throwing up everywhere, and he was so inebriated, and he was under the influence of God knows what drugs. And I stayed with this kid for like two hours just trying to help him because I couldn't find any, anyone to help and no one was really helping this kid. So I stayed with him. And so when I saw that Nocturnal was coming to my village, you know, mind you, we were in Dallas at the time. Like there were resources. It was, it's a city. So when I saw Nocturnal was coming to my little town, I was like, oh, shit. What, you know, how we don't have the infrastructure to handle this many people. What's going to happen? Everyone's going to die. Like, oh, my God. Uh, I was young. I was naive. But um, still, to even think about that. Like, that's yeah, you're not like, let's go. No, party. no, I was like, let's go save people. <laughs> Such a loser. No, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Caring uh, for the ones around us. Yes. I like it. Yeah, so I basically sent an email to info, just a cold email to info at insomniac.com. And I was like, hey, I, I had secured a couple fleets of like white passenger vans. And I was like, hey, I want to you know, drive these vans around and give people rides. And I was just wondering if you could like give me a shout out on Twitter or something to raise awareness that we'll be giving free rides to people. Um, Cause this was long before Uber or we didn't have taxis in my town. Like there was, there was literally no way to get around and they emailed me back and they were like, Hey, you know, that's a very cute idea, but that is just not legal. <laughs> so we're not gonna promote but you. Yeah. <laughs> However, you can do it, but... yeah, it's cute and all, but no. Um, but they said, we'll connect you with, um, this team called Ground Control, who is their health and safety initiative that we have at our shows. And we think that you'd probably get along with them. You, you sound like a sweet girl. Y'all probably get along. So there is where I met um, this gal, Laura Newton, who started Ground Control. It was actually, she started as a school project. And now, yeah, and now if anyone's gone to an insomniac show, you know, there's hundreds of them. They have uniforms. They're, they're, they're paid employees. It's insane what it's grown to. But when I started, she, you know, I, it was very much volunteer based. So, we got connected um, and f I fell in love with it instantly of being able to help people and just the whole, you know, I got to see behind the scenes and I was like, oh shit, because I've, I've always, always loved music. It was always a big part of my life, um, especially growing up in Austin or near Austin. Um, but that gave me, you know, just a, a new little insight and I loved it and I volunteered there and then I followed them around the country while I was still in school and volunteered at a few other festivals and just fell in love with it. And whenever I graduated, I, you know, I kind of thought I can probably make something out of this. Maybe I can find a job in some capacity because I still love it. And I know this one girl, kind of Laura, who hired me as a volunteer. So when I moved out here, she, she connected me with a couple people. And within like a couple weeks of me moving out here, I got an interview to do like security auditing at Coachella, which was again, like not a glamorous job at all, but it was a job and it it was the first paying job I'd ever had as far as gig work goes. And it allowed me to pay rent for a couple months out here. Cause again, I moved here, I had no job. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And it allowed me to pay rent, I think for a couple months. And yeah, the rest was sort of history. Get, get you started. Get you yeah. started. Yeah, I wonder how long uh, Ground Control had been around since before you. You. I think about a year, oh, if so that. Yeah, I mean, I think they were 
sophomores or juniors in college when they came up with the idea. And so, and then you traveled with them. So yeah. they kept the same people instead of finding new people in, in each city? Well, and they mostly found new people in each city. I was just crazy. And I thought that these <laughs> were like the coolest people I had ever met in my life. And I was enamored with them. And you know, I was like managing a sandwich shop in, in college. So I had a little money from that. And my professors were kind of lenient with me. I mean, I would I would miss class on Mondays. Got to be driving back from California. Granted, I only did it like two or three, I guess, three, four times with them while I was in school. But I, I had a lot of grace from my professors and, you know, support from them and uh, kind of just fueled me to, to keep, going. keep going. Yeah, keep going. So okay, so you did some security things in Coachella. Mm-hmm. I, I, that that fascinates me too. So we need to see <laughs> what did you do security wise? Yeah, so it was it's called security auditing, and at the time I was hired by Golden Voice to do it. And basically, you, uh, you know, as an example, let's say Golden Voice tells Staff Pro, which is a security staffing company. There's like Staff Pro, CSC, Bauer. There's all sorts of security companies, um, and they all gather in this one. It's called the forum tent. They all there's thousands of them that will come in and for their shifts. And <clears throat> let's say let's say Golden Voice went to Staff Pro and they're like, hey, we're gonna need you know 300 security guards from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. on this day. So what we would do is we would you know print out 300 secondary wristbands and we would put them on each individual security guard that was deployed from Staff Pro. And then once those 300 went out at at 7, then at 5 p.m., we'd come back and we would cut off those 300 wristbands that we put out. However, sometimes, you know, only 250 would come back because, as we know, sometimes, you know, security is also not the most glamorous job. And sometimes they don't come back or they kind of disappear or whatever it is. So it was our job to count all those wristbands that came back and then take that to Golden Voice and then Golden Voice would pretty much negotiate with Staff Pro and be like, look, you know, we know we asked for 300 and we budgeted for 300, but only 250 came back. So it was it was just kind of being that middleman between like the security deployment teams and Golden Voice and just making sure that everyone was accounted for. That's so crazy. Yeah, I never even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes, too, we would go out like with a dot map. Um, Oh, yeah. So we'd get a giant dot map and. A dot map has to, it, it's the site map, but then every single security guard of where they want someone placed is outlined by a dot. So we're talking like thousands of little dots. dots. On, this map. Would, on this map. We would go out on a golf cart, look at the dot map. Okay, is there a guard by that tree? Yep. Is there a guard by that fence? Yep. Is there a guard by... Whoa. <laughs> that intense? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Do you always find like a sense of tedium in doing that? Like not just for that show, but just like the multi shows that you kind of work? Yeah. Yeah. I I did enjoy. I enjoyed that part of it. A, because it was an excuse to like leave the tent mm-hmm. and actually go see go the do sunshine. Yeah. Like you're, <laughs> you're kind of just in, you know, it's, it's easy to not go outside at all whenever you're kind of working in this position. Um, So the, I, I did enjoy that. And mm-hmm. It was nice, but it was also very like, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dots on a map. <laughs> so again, not glamorous. Yeah. But I met incredible people yeah. and I I had a good time doing it and I felt purpose. I found purpose in these little jobs. And I think that that's really the most, that's kind of the main thing of, of how we can push through is just some, sometimes it's so easy to be like, what the fuck am I doing here? I have not slept. In days, I have not eaten a real meal in days, but 
there was purpose I've in what we were doing. My third shirt yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> you found you found passion in that, which was the drive. Of, Absolutely, and I think that with yeah. any of this that we do is, yeah. is there's passion behind it. We keep doing it and it's, wanting to improve. Yeah, even if it's the smallest thing. And that's what I got excited about too. Like we this position was sort of so new that I got to make tweaks to it, and I, I kind of mm. just stepped up, and I was like, you know what, I feel like. I need to boss some people around and like make sure that we're actually counting the wristbands right or or implement. I was able to implement little things that made the job easier and made it more efficient. And to me, that kind of stuff is exciting. Like I love taking something and just making it better. Sure. Whatever it is, it. yeah, yeah. Even if it's something small, it, you improve something yeah. to make everybody's life to make easier. everyone's life. Yeah, exactly that. And, and then the of change. course, yeah. So it's 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 the passion, and then of course the people. Like that's yeah. why any of us do. Yeah, you keep saying community. It, I love that is that. everything. I mean, uh, uh, my the community is everything to me. People are everything to me. And I said it earlier, but like I, we are nothing without each other. And yes. I think that goes for anything in life, especially especially in this industry, <clears throat> because there's so many moving pieces to a festival. So there's, many. It, it's it's and we don't do anything without each other. We all rely so heavily, sometimes without even realizing it. But like. Every little element is so important for each individual operation and for the overall production. Yes. So I'm I'm very much yeah, I ain't shit without the people in my life. I I am nothing without them. And also, you seem to also show gratitude. Uh, everybody in your team everybody. around you. That is so huge in everything. The yeah. Attaboy, good job. Is yeah, that it's, is it's priceless. Sometimes it is. It is. Yeah. And it's so easy to not do that. Yes. It yeah. is so, so easy. And I think I worked at places and with people who did not give me the out of boys. And yeah, maybe we don't necessarily need it, but it sure doesn't it's, fucking hurt. Yeah. Oh. It Fuck sure yeah. doesn't. Agreed. And it, Agreed. And like, what is the harm in building people up? Yes. What is the harm in, in positivity? Hel- positivity and helping Especially, people. let's say you work a show and it's just, you know, whatever. It's a shit show. Everything's running bad. You get that one person to come to you and said, you know, hey, good job. I know this is tough, yeah. whatever. I can like, see you're working it, hard. I can see you're trying to do a good job, even though. Yeah, that goes a long way, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody up top that does should be be preaching that and like. I couldn't agree more. People under you. You have to do that. You have to. I mean, you have to empower the them somewhere. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes words are the only way to do it. Yes. Sometimes, yes. you know, if, if you can do it financially cool but sometimes we can't always do that so just reminding people that you appreciate them and then again like how thank you for doing this but where do you want to go how can i build you up who can i connect you with to get to your end goal That's to get beautiful. to where you want to go and what you want to do like need more people like you <laughs> yeah, everywhere no, thank you. everywhere and everything i appreciate you saying that and that thank goes you. with any any job anything. i think anything just having like you know i work here at uh, where we film or where we record, record. Uh, timeline. Thank you, timeline, David and Greg. Yes, yes thank, thank you, timeline, um, Greg. <laughs> but they show appreciation to us so much, oh, buying yes. us lunch or just good job today. After we do a job, every time, good job, thank you guys. You guys really kicked like just oh. that small little every time like that is so empowering. You're like. Yeah. I fucking love it. It makes Absolutely. you want to come to work. Yeah, Absolutely. makes you want to come to work. Makes you, and you're gonna produce better work. Yes, exactly. you're gonna you're gonna work better when you're being uplifted. Yeah. it's just 
you're willing to bend over backwards Absolutely. and go. When you don't have someone doing that, you're just like, you're like, yeah. I want to show What's up. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sit right. on my phone for 40 minutes yeah. while yeah. I'm supposed to be working right now. And with this kind of work, sometimes you really do need, like, you That's need that simple. push. That simple, yeah. good job. I, I, I can see that you've been working hard. I've noticed. Yeah. Good job. Keep it up. Yeah. Something so do you simple. believe, like, subconsciously that the reason why you're actually comfortable in the position that you are now is because you feel like a humanitarian in some way because you actually can provide these people that you work with the avenues to the specific destination that they actually want to reach, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself like this humanitarian great person. <laughs> I mean, hell, maybe. Mother I Teresa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shot it. Uh, but yes, that is absolutely what drives me most days is, I mean, knowing that we're doing it for the greater good. And my greater good is my team and the people around me. Like it, and, and I think I've just gained a lot of trust with myself over the years too. And that, that allows me to be able to, I think, speak confidently and, and make better decisions because I finally think, I mean, when I was, when I was full-time at Insomniac, again, I was there for five, six years up until 2017 when I started my own business. But up until then, like, I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew everything about everyone because I was kind of in this echo chamber. And because yeah. you're working with, you know, a big, the, uh, yeah, biggest, pretty, yeah, pretty large guys. Um, <laughs> but then when I met new people, I got humbled real quick. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know how to park a tour bus. I don't I never had to deal with tour buses. I dealt with guys with fucking USB sticks. So at, at each show, I got so severely humbled but i learned i made it a point to learn every single show and i still i still learn at every single show and i think as long as we're open to learning and growing and stop thinking that we know everything yeah i trust myself and i trust my instincts but part of that is knowing that i don't, I don't know, know everything that. yeah fuck I don't yeah know that. hell yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like Te i teach me i don't know that teach yeah. me yeah. Or let's teach each other. Let's help each other. Yeah. Like Absolutely. some of my closest friends are my quote unquote competitors. Like I, I was just on the phone yesterday for like an hour with an artist relations director for another big promoter for big shows. And like, you know, we talk candidly and we speak on like, it's, it, you just, we have, we have to build each other up and we have to respect. like, re yeah, respect each other's processes and relationships and, and learn from each other's learn processes. from each yeah, other i mean yeah. that's and this industry is small but it's also big it is so we both could be doing the yep. same thing that's okay i'm not gonna cut your throat you're not gonna mm -mm. cut my throat if anything i'm gonna help you out yeah we're gonna help yeah. each other out and like i work for her sometimes she works for me sometimes and and that goes for a mult like a number of people that, that are my quote-unquote competitors like it we work together. We have to work together. What, what, what did you? What is your saying again? Uh, we're nothing. We're nothing without each other. <laughs> like we, we're that. really not. I have it, to remember. We're not. Yeah. I, even these guys, like Rocky, is the first one to bend over backwards for somebody. Oh, you have a question? Answers. But okay, this person. Oh, okay. I don't know it, but you know what? I think somebody I else. Someone does. who does. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, I'm Constantly sharing. Yeah, I love always. to share information Same. or try to. I know. I don't know everything. I'm learning constantly and. You know, I can go to any of my colleagues I feel like I can and ask them, hey, you know, whether it be how do I, whatever, set yeah. up a Serato or, you know, a CDJ or how do I do this? And they're all, oh, yeah, let me show you. This yeah. is the way I do it. Oh, I okay. love that. They always, 
help each other and yeah. it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah. because you guys all do the same thing so you think that they'd be a little more cutthroat i'm not gonna share yeah it's beautiful they all yeah. kind of care for each other but like you said we need that we, yeah we, we totally yeah. need that you have to yeah i love it we need more people like you it's honestly so sweet <laughs> seriously the nicest thing you could ever say to me thank you thank you um okay so so Let's go back to your career. Uh, ground control, security, and then after security, where did you? Yeah, so I, I did the security thing for a couple of years, but when amidst the whole ground control thing and me moving here, I did gig work for a, about a year, just kind of working, you know, literally whatever I could take. And then after after about a year, I was getting much more involved with ground control on a management level and hiring people, um, and they would pay me, you know, like, the big like a hundred dollars a month or two of work um but i was like thank you thank you so much and on the side i think i was like interning at this place that was like licensing music for pornos like that's how i was making you know like as we all and and when we moved to the valley um yeah so i was doing that and then it kind of came to a point where i was like okay i gotta get out of this music intern thing so i just started harassing everyone that i knew at insomniac and i was like you gotta throw me a bone here I, i want more work let me help you let me help you and i would just ask everyone all the time particularly this one guy because he oversaw their info at insomniac.com email address and i thought i was like okay if there's some low level something like i can i think i can handle that so finally he let me start taking over the account um and i really unknowingly kind of not bit off more than i can chew but bit off more than i was expecting because i then had to know really the ins and outs of everything about every show and this extended to their club shows their concerts their festivals everything so i got very integrated with you know every department because i had to know every piece of information and that grew into me then you know taking some of that feedback or information and taking it to the higher ups and you know just trying to figure out ways to make the fan experience more enjoyable because i was processing a lot of complaints or you know things that went wrong or things that went right so after a while of that and i kind of saw how into it i was and how dedicated i was i finally like i think it was like a few weeks after the live nation merger and they got more capital you know to bring people on they brought me on full time and so i did i was like managing artist relations and did their info at the customer service info at for about a year or two um and then one guy just noticed again like how into it i was how much i was loving everything and he asked me if i wanted to take over their artist relations department because he was going to move on to something different and I was like, no way. Absolutely not. You're crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I love my little fuzzy feel-good job. This is awesome. I love what I'm doing. And then had a really bad EDC that year and came back to him the next week in the office and was like, you know what? I'm ready. Uh, what's that artist <laughs> yeah, thing you were talking I'm about? Ready. I'll do it. Put me in, coach. <laughs> um, and then I shadowed him for a couple shows and then the rest. Okay. Was, yeah. Never in my, I don't know how many years of going to Insomniac events, did I ever think to email them? Like, you must get oh. hundreds of thousands of emails. Oh my god! Are they just like dumb? I know exactly. Like, you what, gotta get like that. Oh, <laughs> oh! I lost my shoe. Truly, just you know. You gotta give, give us, give yeah, us, give us. Oh, I mean, gosh, it's been like eight years since I was in that account, but truly, just some of the most helpless, sweetest, but helpless souls to you know, and a lot of it too is just asking questions it's very much on the internet it's online yeah. but they're, they're 
I couldn't even tell you specifics. I'd probably have a folder of screenshots. Oh yeah. I mean Can I can I bring a gun? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just some some really stupid questions. But that uh, but a lot of not so stupid questions and questions that were, you know, somewhat compelling and thinking like, oh, well that information isn't available. Like maybe we need to optimize that. And, you know, so it it was a lot of it was answering dumbass questions, but a lot of it, too, was being able to bring data back to, you know, Insomniac and being like, maybe we need to make this better or put this information out there or not put this information out here and just things like that. So if somebody emailed insom- info at insomniac.com <laughs> from like 2015, <laughs> yeah, like said, that was that me. Was <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And now they have a whole operation. Oh, you know, it's like sure, a yeah. Zendesk live chat thing. But back in the day, I mean, this was when. There was like 15 of us working in an apartment in in Hollywood. Yeah, that was that was me. Insane. (laughs) Started from the bottom. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now artist relations. Now you get to deal with uh, the fabulous uh, uh, tour managers and agents. Oh yes, things of that sort. And I already asked you with the with the uh, um, you know the day to day. What is like some of the craziest challenges that you have to deal with? On show days, a lot of it is the most stressful stuff, I guess, is, you know, when flights are delayed and then transpos delayed and or traffic or maybe there was a little kerfuffle with police somewhere. It's there's you'd be surprised at how many I guess not how many, but I've had a couple people that will like do dumb shit, get a ticket from the police and then call me screaming at me because they got a ticket because maybe they were driving the wrong way down a road or maybe. And I'm like, OK, brother, <laughs> <laughs> I understand it's tricky to navigate a festival, but like I, I can only do so much when law enforcement's involved and you're screwing up like I can only do so much. And there was this, there was this one guy not long ago. And he I mean, he truly he found my office, came into my office was a tour manager for someone. And he's screaming at me because a police wrote him the wrote him a ticket because he was driving down the wrong way, the wrong, uh, yeah, the wrong way on a road. And he's like, "Well, you know, my my band's just not going to come tomorrow. They're not going to play." And they were headlining one of the stages, and he was like, "We're not playing then." And I'm like, "Okay, so so because you drove down the wrong side of the road, and not you're on now going to hold grounds outside during load in, not even <laughs> not during even show days." Wow. <laughs> During load-in, in the middle of Miami in their arts district, which is like arguably the most bustling few blocks probably in this country, screaming at me because he got a ticket. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to take a take a beat and come back down to earth right now. <laughs> and what the fuck do you think I'm supposed... What do you want me to do here? Now, mind you, I have gotten someone out of a ticket before. They've gotten a ticket. They came to me whenever that, you know, they protested their ticket or whatever it was. Contested? Contested, I think. Protested the ticket. (laughs) (laughs) They contested the ticket. Um, And I wrote a a nice long article or a nice long worded email or word document to the police. And they read it and they they made an exception for him. They waived the ticket because I did help him. Yes. But he approached me in a very nice manner and was like, I'm so sorry. I screwed up. Can you help me? Yada, yada. It was stressful. I'm sorry. And they got out of the ticket. But then this guy comes in. I'm like, look, can I get you out of this ticket? Maybe, probably. But you think I'm going to fucking help you when you're coming in here? Blame, behave, behaving this, this way? Yeah. And, that's, and that's what I struggle with the most. I think like there's a lot of bullshit that happens that we don't have control over. 
But when someone comes at me really hot over dumb shit that they did or that they didn't read or that, you know, that's their fault, that really sets me off for some reason because I'm a pretty easygoing person. I'm pretty I love to I love to solve problems. That's I, I, I love it. I love to troubleshoot. But when you have an attitude with me over some dumb shit that you did or you failed on, that's kind of where I get set over the edge. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I will I will speak to you like you were three years old and I will make you feel an inch tall because <laughs> I, it's I'm, it's unacceptable. Because that's the way you're acting right now. That's how if you want to yeah, if you want to speak to me this way, we can we can play that game. And they always apologize. They uh, always oh, apologize. Yeah. Every, I think almost every person who's ever started, sh- you know, try to raise their voice with me or whatever it is. And I come back with them with a logical explanation and calm, log- calmly and logically. They always apologize, but it still pisses me off that people think that they can behave that way and get their way. Because that means that somewhere someone let them get away with acting that and way. And that's why they do that. Yes. And that pisses me off. Yeah. I, I, it, and they've probably uh, done it all their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, it ends here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting Bring my you back down. down. Yeah. Yeah. Come on down to earth because that's not going to fly. That's, Jesus. Yeah, I know. I, it's, I'm really surprised that like you don't deal with more like tantrums on stage and things of that sort because, and, and we've said this before, the majority of the time it's the team. Always. It's not so much the artist. Always. Yeah. I've had a couple of times where, you know, we go, oh, this, this team is coming in and they, they we're having such a, you know, whatever. And then they come and it's like, Oh, everything was good. Really? Everything was smooth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of times, but. Right. But know. that means somewhere along the way, someone tarnished their name. And I think that yeah. if artists knew that, then they would probably be more diligent or like maybe talk to their team about how to treat people. Because it's like, okay, you're now becoming a shit stain in the industry and that yeah. will follow you. Mm-hmm. We talk. Yeah. It's a very small industry. Like, I just had someone text me. I can't say the artist no, name, don't. but it is probably yeah. one of the biggest rock and roll artist you've ever heard in your life and she texted me a couple days ago she was like bro is so and so still with so and so because i i can't i can't deal with them and i'm like well this was his name you know you tell me and she's like oh thankfully okay he's not on the email he's not with him anymore but like that happens all the time mm. and, and and unfortunately those bad reputations follow follow you more than a good reputation yeah. yes and yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. People talk about that more. Absolutely, than... and it affects more people. Yes. you know, you're you're when someone comes in and they're a tyrant, they're not just pissing off one person. They are probably actively pissing off everyone in Everybody, their way. Yeah. Everyone in the in their path. And it's... I'm sorry, it's unacceptable. It's it's unacceptable. Yeah. So since you work all these huge shows and you deal with huge artists, like, is there an artist that you've recently got to see? Like, and that you've been totally just geeking out on? I mean, I'm obsessed with Lady Gaga. It's unhealthy. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that was actually also, well, okay. Lady Gaga was one that I've seen that my friend got me like third row tickets to. I I basically passed away in the crowd. It was just the most incredible (laughs) shit night of my life. But another one that caught me by surprise recently, Pitbull. You guys, the man throws down he's bringing the fuego so (laughs) many bangers he's he's like the the t-pain of latin music i think it's just like so many unsuspecting hit after hit after hit so that was really cool it was i didn't even mean to go i kind of just stumbled upon there and had one of the best nights ever this is a few weeks ago so fun 
Nice. I love, Who knew? Yeah, I love uh, artists that you're like, oh, sure, I'll go. And then all of a sudden you just have an amazing time. Literally best I was time. like that with Sade. Okay. Beautiful. Out there singing her ass off yeah. barefoot. I was like, this is fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know I knew so many songs. I'm like, yeah. Oh, she, yeah. That's right. That's her song. Yeah. All those and Pitbull's kind of like a Ted. He would he would like sing a song and then do like a mini TED talk in between each song. It's like so inspirational. Oh, I love so, that. So I'm telling you. One if if there's like ever the anyone to see, like Pitbull, Mr. All Worldwide. Right. Is right. the probably, it's not somebody I would normally. All right. Maybe. I, I swear. All it was right. incredible. Yeah, we Incredible. saw Snoop Dogg at oh. Coachella. Oh, yeah. So much fun. All the bangers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I didn't think I was going to like have this much fun. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was a good time. It yeah. Was, it was that man time. can command a crowd. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. So much fun. Yeah. So what advice do you have, somebody who wants to get into the industry? Oh, just A, do ground control. Always yeah. do ground control good. because that's how you're going to know. Yeah. And you get paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just email people. If, if there is a way for you to find someone's email or reach out to them on LinkedIn or get a hold of someone, just send the email. Don't and just send the email. Okay. Don't be afraid. Like someone's either going to ignore it or they're going to forward it to someone who may also ignore it. But then follow up. Follow up. Like that's that's how I was able to. Unfortunately, it is hard to get in, especially kind of like I don't know if I mentioned it, but a lot of the people who work for me, they work for me show after show after show. There are rarely openings, but when there are, it's probably because someone followed up with me three times, four times and really wanted to work. And it's so I think it's so easy to get discouraged, but it's important to remember that it's all about timing. It's all about timing. It probably has nothing to do with you. Half of it is timing and the other half is persistence. Yes. Yep. Yes. I, I, I can't remember who it was, but it, that's exactly the same thing. Just being like, hey, yep. being that little nag, but Absolutely. It, that nag got your foot in the door. And then I think everybody in this industry works so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then, you have to just, and if you come to a show and you show that you have that like lazy attitude, I, you are yeah. not coming back. No. Nobody's no. bringing you back. You're not coming back. Yeah. So, and, and you learn quickly too, like, uh, this probably isn't for me. Like, it's pretty mutually obvious that this life isn't for someone pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, they know quickly and their boss knows quickly that it's not for them. It's tough. I, again, I, I think I said this earlier, uh, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you do those shows. That sounds amazing. But at the same time, you're on your, well, at least for Rocky, you're on your feet for hours at a time. There is no such thing as a lunch break. LOL. Yeah. yeah. What's a lunch no break? Sleep. No or sleep. Or, or, or sleep. Or yeah. sleep. Yeah. Or, or food. Sometimes restroom <laughs> breaks are tough Rest to come Oh, from. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty, it can be pretty inhumane at sometimes. Yeah. Like, the amount of IVs that I've had in my office because I'm sick, haven't slept, haven't eaten, don't have time to go to medical, and I have an IV in my hand while I'm typing emails and answering radio calls. Like, it is so taxing. Yeah. Uh, how many radios do you have on you? On Usually two max. Yeah. But you must mostly just one because I share an office like... I usually need to know what's going on in transportation and then artist relations, but I usually share an office with our transportation team. Okay. So when we're right. in the same office, I, can, I hear, I'll always like keep my ear out for their radio, but max, max two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But a lot of, a lot of phone calls and emails and text messages. And yeah, text, yeah. 
going back to uh so alex when i first met him he was dj teching with kirby our co-host who isn't here and the first time i met him he, he wasn't working here but he just had this drive about him and not everybody has that drive mm-hmm. not everybody has that drive and i saw it on in him the first day that i worked with him yeah and then we were hiring here at this job and i was like i know the guy i know the guy yeah thank you rocky shout out to rocky <laughs> <laughs> but no 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 that's you you had that yeah. in you showed. you showed it like showed yeah. initiative yeah that, you like, like hey i asked you to do something i don't have to ask you twice yes or and not or, even having to ask yeah like you know I, I have a piece of paper and i want to write something it's like here's a pen you know that kind of thing we're just whoa oh, all right absolutely shit. boom just, absolutely and that's why i kind of get like so bashful and weird and people are like oh i it's all you i owe my success to you i'm like mm, no bro it's you. Yeah, you worked yeah. hard. It's so you. Like, yeah. and it's important to remind people that they, of how amazing they are, and that yeah, maybe I gave you an opportunity, but you proved yourself. Mm-hmm. You got you here. Like, again, yeah, we're nothing without each other. But you have to give yourself some some credit and how hard you work and how you know you you made an impression. And I think a lot of it too. Like, it, it sounds silly, but like yeah half of it is that introduction and, and meeting someone but part of it like I, I've, I follow my intuition and just like my my trust and meeting someone and you can kind of just pick up on it pretty quickly if they're going to be a handful yeah they're gonna like come but come to party yeah if they're actually going to come to work yeah are you yeah. going to be a pain in my ass are you going to be a disappearing act? Yep. Or if you, are you actually going to come and work hard and yep. sweat with me? Yep. And ask, well, you know, what we need or observe what do we need or take notes. Like for me, the, one of the most important things you can do is take notes and report back afterwards. Like you can work your ass off with the resources you're given during the show, which is great. But having feedback and letting me know how we can do better for you or for an artist or for whoever it is. The show like, or the show overall. Yeah. Like I think that's so imperative if it's for people to. I love I th- that. I, I Yeah. I, I th- think we need more of that because I think some people take that as a negative thing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you don't like the way we're doing things. Well, no, I think we could do it. Yeah, better. better. Be yeah. A, always room for improvement. Always, always room for improvement. Always. Yep. And I think it's important to just remind people that like it's easy for our staff or for our team to, you know, a lot of it they're like, "Well, I don't want to bother you with this." I'm like, "Bro, no, I'm here for you." Like, I yeah, the artist stuff is cool, but my the greatest joy in what I do in any of this is building up my team and making shit better for my team. Like I never want to stay stagnant. I always want to continue to learn and grow and be better and do better. And sometimes, yeah, it is staying stagnant and doing the same shit that works. But a lot of times there's always something that we could be doing better. And everything's changing. The world changes. Always. Everything yeah. changes. So we always say that we have to evolve. We all have, have to. to. And if you don't, you just get left behind. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. We need more. Yeah. <laughs> Humanitarian, like Humanitarian. we said. <laughs> I, I know music has been in your life for a very long time, and it kind of, uh, I don't know if it's maybe dictated a lot of things in your life, kind of. Um, where do you think you'd be without music? Oh, oh gosh. I mean, hell. Would you if be- you were to ask, like, middle school me, I'd say, Dad, like, <laughs> music is life. <laughs> Um, now I think I would be quite unfulfilled and pretty lonely. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Music is, 
music is everything. Music to me now is it's community. That's what That's when the I second person who's really like, yeah, music's community. And I never thought about that. Yeah. But it brings so many people to de- it together. It brings so many people together. Whether it's at an event or if you're in someone's kitchen meeting someone new for the first time and you find out they like the same band as you and you both freak out and now you're best friends. Like music is community. There is something so powerful about music that I, I really don't even have words for it i mean it it's just it's a force music is a force it's a, yeah. yeah yeah it's everything it it's is a, yeah yeah i love that i love i i'm not a music sharer because I, I don't like go out and seek new shit yeah. but i like the fact that it brings people together mm-hmm. and we can be two complete opposite people but still admiring the same, same. thing yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been a couple of shows where i I Rocky works. I go because I love the music and I go to have fun and I I want to dance. I love to dance. Yeah. I put you to work sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pick up cases every now and then. No, a groove cruise. I had you. Yeah, <laughs> busting ass. Oh God, that was fun. <clears throat> I like. Anyways, um, <laughs> there was this one time where there was just this girl. We just we just kind of get you know standing by each other, literally for hours, just grooved next to each yeah. other had like no idea who her name was yep. or what at the end she was just like i i loved i was yeah. like this was awesome and then you hug it out and you're, and you're like, like i love you so much <laughs> we just had a moment yeah, yeah yeah and and it's it's amazing it's so powerful it's the coolest ever it's so powerful yeah do you have a favorite genre or like yeah. a style are you god honestly no i i don't funny enough i don't really listen to electronic music oh at really all. yeah it's and I think I think that's kind of why I've been able to work in this field for so long is because, like, I don't it, and I don't mean this in a negative way or anything, but like, I don't really care who anyone is. I'm going to treat everyone the same. I'm going to see everyone as the same. Obviously, I know that <clears throat> you have to be a little more sensitive with certain acts or headliners or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like, I we're all here for the same thing, and I, I kind of just want everyone to succeed. So I don't necessarily play favorites but i really don't have a favorite genre i listen and know it's so cliche to say that but i really do listen to like everything i know like, pitbull and yeah pitbull Lady Gaga, Gaga. yeah like patsy klein favorite like yeah. hank Williams. it's it's I, I i'm all over the place and i i really just appreciate anything like i'll i'll sit and watch a violinist playing in the middle of the street for 20 minutes like i just think that music is so sick and so it's just incredible <laughs> like i don't care who do you, you are do you play an instrument no i, I played the drums in sixth grade seventh grade but, uh, uh, it's about as i don't want to brag but yeah. you know i was, <laughs> I was big... trying to stay humble here guys but yeah i, I wish... played the timpani <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i wish i played an instrument i would have loved to like yeah. play a piano or something yeah. i love music so much and i'm like god damn how come i never like it's a gift i mean a a lot of it is again. Granted, I guess that's a lie. I played piano for like six years, seven years. So I did, and I can still read music. I forget about that. I can, <laughs> and I can still play with my right hand. It's the left hand that's a real bitch in piano. But <laughs> it's, yeah, I was never a, a prodigy. I think it's a gift. Like I, I learned. It took lessons, but I, I was didn't, didn't come have that that natural. You know, I was no Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, you're right. It has to be some it's kind of yeah. I wish I had that. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, before we're the first recording, we got cut off when we were talking about like what are like the steps that you go through to like the job you do. What are can we go through that? And- yeah, yeah. So 
I mean, it, it really starts that as soon as a lineup is booked, that talent buyer hands it off to me. And then do you get like a tech writer or what do you like? Nope. You so get- they'll send me, they'll send me a grid with set times and the artist names. Okay. And so from there, usually, honestly, a, a big thing, a part of it, which sounds silly, but a lot of it is just like needing to know who to email for what, because you can email someone like half the time the talent buyer will give you the agent email, which like bless their heart. That does nothing for me. Yeah. That's uh, no. And since I've been doing this for, you know, 10 years, thankfully I have a lot of these correct contacts on file that I'm able to share with, you know, like, like Jesse and, uh, or Andrew who are like their production managers, um, or the, the promoter's production manager. I put a contact list together. Um, and then after that on my end, a lot of it is just piecing together every single thing that a tour manager and artist is going to need in order to succeed on site. So that is sometimes, you know, finding out, okay, which hotel is closer in proximity? Can we operate artist check-in credential distribution out of there? If not, where can we distribute credentials? And what software are we using to organize and issue these credentials? Um, Handling their guest list, uh, hotel, transportation, um, whether it's shuttles or scheduled rides, getting together the contacts for hospitality and for production, like making sure that they know to reach out to whoever they need to reach out to for those elements, um, sorting their photographer insurance information, their uh, where to go to sell merch and how to figure that out. I'm really kind of the middleman between a lot of different departments, but a lot of it is just knowing where to direct them and you know figuring out parking, like where are we gonna, where are we gonna park them? How many parking can we allocate? Can we fit buses here? Um, what time does egress start? We need to notify some of the people who are coming in late that they can't come in after this for egress. So they'll get stopped by the police. What's, what's egress? <clears throat> egress is whenever, uh, like, usually they start egress during the end of a show. So it's like the mass exodus of a lot of people. So during egress, a lot of the roads are closed off. And oh. whenever you have, you know, and they close off before the end of the show. So let's say a show ends at 2 a.m., Egress usually starts around like 11 p.m. And what happens is that even though they have the right parking hang tags to get on a specific road, police are there and they will not let them on these roads. So I then have to, you know, if we have people that are late or whatever it is, then I have to find a way to communicate with the police to be like, hey, can you please let this person through? And that's a challenge. Like, because normally like they'll open up a road really wide to get everybody Right, to get everyone in the opposite way. So they'll shoot everyone in the opposite way. So... And then, you know, it's trying to figure out like, okay, well, this artist ends at this time. So we may need to tell them about, you know, that you can't have a car service in here. There's just so many elements that oh my people God. don't think. Of, but, but I've learned this from, I made a lot of mistakes in the past. Yeah. I've, I've learned one time I didn't tell people about egress and then a car got stuck and they couldn't get it. You know, I've, I've made plenty of mistakes in the past that I just now try to, it, it's just having that foresight of like, okay, what, what questions are these tour managers going to ask and what struggles are they going to run into because they were all there's always going to be issues and yeah. yeah and like at a at a show like Nas event center you know it's pretty copy paste i can know what to expect but when i do new shows in new places like you you have to think of questions that you don't even know if you're going to run into those issues but you better have an answer for it for if and when you do run into it you better have a solution already pre-planned and that's that's i think like one of the more challenging parts is because sometimes you really just can't think of everything. Yeah. Of you really not. can't. But I try, like I try 
And I try to foresee the- that's all you can do. Yeah. I try to foresee every little thing that I can. And I've gotten so much better at it over the years because I've run into so many issues or I've heard of different issues with other people. So I try to just do my research and, and think ahead, every think time, like 12 steps ahead. Every time I leave a show, I'm, I'm going to think egress now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, then I, that's a, it. I, I didn't know anything about yeah. that. I didn't know anything about that. That and the security thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that blew my mind. <laughs> we, need, we don't have. We've never had anybody from security. No, that's we got to work on that. Yeah. Oh we yeah. Need, we need security. Well, I'll, we need I'll connect you guys with some folks. We need pyro. Yeah. For sure. Oh god, pyro. Oh my god, different breed. Oh yeah. yeah. Those guys. Oh. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> so you mostly deal with um, stuff that's happening on. On site, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you don't deal with the city? Nope, not so much. Not so much. Unless I'm on site and I know, like, mm. oh, police. I, I usually try to at least get connected with someone from the local law enforcement wherever I am, just right. because it's, you kind of have to. You, yeah. For, for emergencies. For emergencies. And then also, <clears throat> you just want to make sure to get on their good side. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Bring some yeah. cookies over. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Oh, for real though. Yeah, for real. I'll drop off Red Bulls, like whatever you need. You got it. You want some nuts? Here's some nuts. Like, <laughs> we gotta keep you up. You gotta take care. Yeah, and it's the same too. Like any if security guards by my gate, by the artist entrance, I always give them snacks. And but like, it goes back to like we're nothing without each, each other. other. And that goes not only within my department, but with every single department. Like we don't operate efficiently unless everyone is operating efficiently. Yes. And why not if I have resources or the foresight to help build people up in order to do their job better, like I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Or or just let them know like I'm here. If you need anything, like I am here. This is my name. Ask for me. Hello. This guy's always you need water? You need yeah, water? Anybody always. need water? Always. <laughs> oh and always going like I'm not like that. <laughs> it's so great like i'm like why do you why are you even bothering yeah <laughs> and, and maybe like, it's because you're good at taking care of yourself and whereas a lot of us like i think that's kind of where a lot of us fall short that work in this industry is like we kind of suck at taking care of ourselves we can mm-hmm. excel in taking care of others and that's what we live for and do is taking care of others but when it comes to our personal health who, yeah who like who a bitch, I ain't shit. Yeah, what is that? I want to take care yeah. of everyone. Yeah, yeah no, everybody. Yeah. Let's get, let's, let's get, let's make sure yeah, you're yeah, okay. You're, good? you're yeah. absolutely right. That is so, f- oh. yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Seriously, I'm like, oh, <laughs> world. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, I was going to touch into you were talking about uh, photographers having the right credentials. Like, mm. I never really, I mean, I've been doing it a while, but when I first started doing this, guys would come on stage with cameras and stuff and they'd be like, let me see you. You're up. Oh, you're not on here. And like, no, but he's got all the rights. No, no, he's got to be yeah. cleared. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole process. There's totally in a this. process. And the reason being is, and not every festival does this. Some festivals are just like, have them sign a waiver, or whatever. But particularly for Insomniac shows and for some other big productions, we do that because think of how many there are lasers, pyro, right? Like there is so much expensive and dangerous shit on these stages that if they get hurt while they're performing, they can come back and, you know, sue if they, if they're not insured. And even like my business too, I have to have insurance as well. So Insomniac and a a handful of others require these photographers to have a COI, which is a certificate of insurance Mm -hmm. just to protect themselves. And we'll have people that will fight back and be like, you know, this is stupid. 
they don't need this. And not long ago, there was so I was literally email. I was emailing with someone who was like, this is, you know, we've played festivals all over the world. We've never had to submit a COI. This is so stupid and ridiculous. And I shit you not. I'm responding to this email and I'm like, God, what a, you know, what a douche. Just submit, submit your insurance. Not that hard. Even, even if you don't have it, get it. It's, it's safe. It's worked. It's yeah. safe for everyone. Yeah. But not five minutes after he emails this, I get a call on the radio because I was working another show. And they're like, hey, photographer just fell off the stage. They were going backwards. Yada, yada. They're hurt. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, see, this is why, this is why you have insurance. This is why we make you submit insurance and why there are no exceptions because you never know what's going to happen. Accidents happen. Accident, yeah. You could trip over a cable. And it happens. It it totally happens. Or they get too far back on the stage, mm-hmm. don't realize it, fall backwards. And that's what happened. And it was just, it was very full circle in that moment. So I was literally like rolling my eyes, bitching to my coworker, <laughs> like, look at this douchebag, you know, being all rude. And then get this radio call. And I'm like, oh, I love being right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah. It's great. What kind of other, like, uh, um, Besides, like, photographers and, like, uh, agents and things of that sort, like, what other people do you have to deal with? Like, I feel like you... I mean, all of them from... Do you, do you have to deal with, like, hotel? So, I... Thankfully, not too deep. It, it also depends on what promoter. But usually, we'll have an artist block somewhere. Like, I, I do... I, I will do a due diligence to make sure the hotel is decent and that there's enough rooms and whatever... It in that it's in close proximity to the show, but most promoters usually have like a a travel company that that actually negotiates the deals with the hotels and oh. handles all that. But it is my responsibility to send them the link so that they can book their rooms and to make sure that the the hotel is you know up to okay. par. Yeah, yeah. yeah. our Airbnb. Sometimes they're not. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard people are doing more of that. I haven't I haven't worked any that are Airbnb, but I I know some that because when I do. Uh... When I do Splash House, mm-hmm. they do mm-hmm. a shit ton of Airbnbs. Yeah, Golden a Voice, especially ton. out there. And I think they just have like a lot of those houses on retainer throughout yeah. the year, maybe because of, you know, they rent them out for months out of the air, especially now that Golden Voice is doing more shows I think out they there. They own them now. Probably. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they, own should. The city. they should. They should. They yeah. totally should. Just buy them out. Like, totally. Well, Airbnbs make the most sense sometimes. They really do. Yeah. So you own your own business. What is, what is, um, obviously you're still in AR. Mm hmm. So what do you? So my business is called Hal Mill LLC. <laughs> Wait, what it's is it called? Hal Mill LLC. It's literally just half my name. Okay. It's maybe a little self-centered, but I feel like that, <laughs> that I am my business. That like my business really is all this info that I've acquired over the years, and it all just kind of lives here. I don't I don't sell a physical product. I don't sell yeah. you know bananas or whatever. You sell your like, time. I sell my time and I sell my knowledge. Exactly. Although I have been considering renaming it to Smartest Relations. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, like I feel like, oh, is that too pretentious too? I don't <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, right now it's just Hell Hell Mill LLC formed in twenty seventeen and it's it's been fun. It's been a journey. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And you get to deal with all or you get to the privilege of working with the, some of the biggest mm-hmm. names in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Insomniac alone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've I've been Golden so Voice? gracious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you know, there's small like private parties here and there that I'll do for Production Club or like I did a couple for Red Bull, and it's unfortunate. Well, fortunately and unfortunately, most of my gigs are big festivals, but sometimes you'll land like that corporate client with just a 
a few artists and it's small and cute. And I, if I could get more of those, that would uh, be absolutely fabulous. But those are really hard <laughs> yeah. to come across. <laughs> do you do you do mostly shows on the West Coast or do you find yourself all across the U.S.? Mostly West Coast. I do get offered. I get offered shows, honestly, quite a bit. To be quite honest, I say no to a lot of stuff. Turn down a lot of stuff? I do. Um, That's awesome. To be able to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I only do it if I can recommend, you know, someone else to, again, going back to like the competitors, I'm always able to recommend someone for it. But I, there was a while there where I would just say yes to everything and. Weigh yourself then. Oh my God. I mean, it was bad. It, it got really dark there for a minute. So now I've kind um the last few years I've sort of learned to restructure a, like, you know, bringing on help to help with advancing and just trying to be more mindful of myself and my well-being and then also like yeah it would be great to get new clients and say yes to everything but also if I'm already booked for something and I know that I'm not going to have the capacity to give my 100% and be able to do the best that I can at a job I don't want to take it that's not fair it's not fair to someone else who could have that opportunity it's not fair to the promoter that's going to have to you know get an 80% me instead of 100% me and it's not fair to you. the artist either who may suffer because I wasn't 100% in so I really I really try to be cautious about what I'm saying yes to and who I'm saying yes to um, yeah <laughs> uh, which you know it took time I, I again I said you say yes to everything and, and some of these gigs I miss but it just some of them just it, it doesn't make sense anymore yeah like groove cruise I miss doing groove cruise but I unfortunately had um, after I think it was like the same weekend as three points this year or like just days after and then escape right after that and I was like it, it doesn't make sense yeah. if I can't give my 100% that's not fair yeah and I don't want to die Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Either by going crazy or exhaustion. Right. Right. <laughs> Overworked. Overworked. Yeah. yeah. And Groove Cruise is a- another one that is. Oh my god. That's a. It's a, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Insane. Take everything it. you know about producing a festival and throw it overboard. And yeah. and and throw in because, customs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and crunch. <laughs> you have days to set up at a music festival. At, at, uh, there you have hours, 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 hours. It's madness. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I miss the people, but I don't miss. I don't miss that <laughs> the work. Really, I don't. It's a good one. Uh, one of my favorites. It's, it's same, and that's kind of like I do miss it because it's so unique. It really is mm-hmm. that those those festivals on cruises are unlike anything else, mm-hmm. and it, and I learned a lot, and I was able to, you know, implement a lot as well, but. <laughs> Them's are a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, EDC doing the. I know. I'm interested. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how that goes. I mean, yeah. I feel like we've people have been joking about doing an EDC for yeah. years, and now it's actually happening. Actually happen. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what actually happens. It's gonna go good. It's I think so. Be, yeah. yeah, of course. They'll. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to ask this question, just merely based off of curiosity, yeah. but. Um, you're you're dealing with so many things like i'm even overwhelmed hearing about it <laughs> um do you ever take time to disassociate yourself from your current state and just accept like the reality that you're in like all the decisions all the ambition all yeah. the not having any fear has like led you to that specific moment or is that sort of like a recent like habit you're trying to like i would say i became more confident in Part of me wants to say it was coming back from COVID, maybe, wow. and just 
being more confident in my decisions and and I think too building those relationships with my competitors like that that helped me maybe even hearing their feedback really helped empower me which is you know again it goes back to community and like relying on other people so that is a big one for me but then also as silly as it sounds like I kind of and this is recent too since COVID I will make a very very clear effort to take at least like a five to ten minute walk during a show and be like everyone get the fuck away from me I will be on radio I will be on my phone but I need to take a lap and I just need like five ten minutes myself and it helps I don't know what it is that helps but I've noticed that that there will like change the game I can't remember yeah that little that little bit just of sanity yeah yeah could just change your whole yeah day but I can't say there's I don't know if there's one big thing necessarily that I've done or that I do. It's I think it's just been like a lot of reflection and then really just a lot of feedback. Like I I take feedback really seriously. And again, it's really hard to get sometimes. But whenever people like get, you know, give you unsolicited feedback that's positive, like it just kind of empowers you to be more confident in everything. And and of course, there's also people who like may talk shit or may, you know, try to bring me down but i've always been one where it's like if i don't respect you i don't fucking care what you think i really <laughs> don't and i think that's a lot of it is like when someone that i look up to or that i have respect for says something nice about me or empowering to me like i hold that really closely and really special but i really don't let if someone says something negative or tries to talk shit and i don't respect them i don't give a fuck yeah. like i really because there's a lot of people like there's I, I think I definitely have more people who are on my side than who are not, but I, I know of a few people who are not, and like I don't, I don't really care because I don't think you're shit either. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, and not caring about the negative, is yeah, huge. It is, it is. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard because there are Super some hard. things that like may be valid that m- maybe they will say, and and I'll always like I. I try to evaluate myself like I, I think I'm pretty self-aware and like always try to evaluate myself in situations and sometimes sometimes I say things that are out of line or that are not okay but I'll, I'll apologize like I if I, I will be the first one to admit that I fucked up or that I did something out of spite or out of you know out of line like I I will be the first person to own up to it um and that's yeah. so huge to admit that you messed up absolutely big yeah so yeah. many people can't do that yeah I can't do that. It's always somebody else's fault. Yep. Or I didn't do oh, it. And I can't. No. I just can't. own up. Just we own all it. fuck up. Just own it. Own up. Yeah. That, like, I will have so much more respect for you if you just, like, I just, fucked up. Yep. I'm really sorry. How do I fix it? Yes. Help me fix it. Yes. What do we need to do? Yeah. All right. You want to wrap? Yeah. So, uh, normally we do a guest mix, and today's guest mix is by Jaime Navarez, the local... Uh, DJ? Los Angeles DJ, house DJ. Been in the scene for, I don't even know, long, long time. <laughs> Longer than you? Yeah. Well, probably about the same amount. <laughs> well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, he also plays on group crews. You know, he does a lot of house events uh, here in LA. So um, without further ado, let's get into the mix with Jaime Navarez, and then we'll come back and say our goodbyes. This is set time.
Go back home. 
All right, whatever, everybody. We're back. Thank uh, you so much, thank, Jaime. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Jaime Navarez, if you want to get a hold of him, uh, you can check him out on Instagram. It's J A I M E A N A R V A E Z. Jaime Navarez. <laughs> thank you so much for your mix. Yeah, I appreciate it. Pretty awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Haley. Thank, Thank you, you so much for doing this twice. Oh, <laughs> oh. do it a third time. <laughs> Get a hundred times over. But there's not enough stories. <laughs> we literally got like 48 minutes, something like that, into <laughs> our interview, and we lost. <laughs> that was a first. That was a first. Yeah. We will learn something. Yeah, yeah I'm go. going to make sure that this will not happen again. It's totally, I'll take responses. That was my fault. I didn't. He had to get up to pee, and I erased. No, no, but it, it, it should have been, I should have looked at how much space I had on my my computer. It's my fault. I apologize. Okay. We still have you. I would talk to you guys 10 times over. I really enjoyed this, and appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to finally meet yes. you. Yeah. yeah, put the face with the name, and just giving, you, giving us all your knowledge. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank There's you. a lot of people that look up to you. Oh, that's Every, so yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like so one of the most cool. genuine human beings I've ever heard talk oh. about human beings. It's I've yeah, yeah. the care, the nurturing for others is. Ah, you guys, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, truly. That's that's all I've ever wanted to be known for is just someone who empowers people and lifts people up and helps get shit done. So those words really mean a lot. Give us your Insta so people can reach Yes, yes, it is at Talmill. That's at H A L M I L L. If you want to reach out and have questions for her yeah, or please. try to get in the industry, she's going to send you to ground control, but that's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I, I love connecting people, and if I think there's a place for everyone in this industry. You just kind of got to find, find it and yeah. fight for it. Yeah, find it and fight for it. Yeah, yeah. work hard. Yep. Yeah. That's the bottom line here. Connections, put it out there, and work hard. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Right. Be nice to your... Fellow work. Don't be a dick. Be nice. It's already hard nice. as it is. Right? Right. <laughs> egos. Yes. Let go of those egos. Please. Please. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Well, thank, thank you, you thank so you. much. All right. This is set times. Bye-bye.